Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. I host Afternoons in Mobile, Alabama, Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP, covering the South Alabama Jaguars, and used to cover the Louisiana Raging Cajuns doing mornings on 103.7 The Game. All right, thanks very much for joining us. We'll, of course, recap this weekend's actions. We had games on Wednesday, Thursday, and, of course, uh, the weekend. And we'll also talk with Troy Trojans beat writer from the Troy Messenger, Josh Boutwell, uh, about their big win over the South Alabama Jaguars. This episode of Locked On Sunbelt brought to you by Sling TV. Sling has something for everyone, especially when it comes to college football coverage. With a massive lineup of games across the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, and SEC, I can always catch the games I want on Sling, and now you can too. Check out Sling TV to see the massive lineup of games they have all season long. Sling, the TV you love for a price you love. Try it today. Another exciting week in the Sun Belt. Four road teams went into opposing stadiums and came out with a victories. Most notably on Thursday night, Troy came in, and although it was a 10-6 ball game, uh, they rocked South Alabama's world. Uh, again, I'm not so sure that was a fluke, and we talked about that on Friday's episode. We'll recap some of that uh, as well. Uh, quickly giving you the scores. And again, Troy beat South Alabama on Thursday. Wednesday, App State came from behind down 14 to nothing. Rolls Georgia State 42-17. Uh, and then on Saturday, the Cajuns beat Arkansas State 38-18. Army could not be stopped in the second half. They beat Monroe 48-24. to Marshall, in a shocker to me at least, upends James Madison 26-12. to We'll get into that James Madison without their quarterback. Georgia Southern 28, Old Dominion 23. That was a good uh, ball game and a key defensive stand for Old Dominion. And Southern Miss, in a crazy ending in the last two minutes, uh, comes from ahead, as I like to say, to defeat Texas State. 20 uh, to 14. All right, again, earlier in the week, a couple nationally televised games, as we mentioned, App State. We recapped that one, uh, I think, on Thursday as well. They defeated uh, Georgia State 42 17. And again, Troy really hammered South Alabama. We'll be interested to hear what Kane Womack has to say uh, later on today, on Monday, uh, at his weekly press conference, talking about we did not make any adjustments, either offensively, defensively, or special teams. So the obvious question is, what adjustments could you make? Because the guys you had could not block the guys they had. So I'm not exactly sure what those adjustments uh, would have been, except maybe, you know, some quicker hitting plays to get the ball out of Carter Bradley's hands. Uh, like I said, a little bit uh, quicker. All right, let's talk, talk about uh, the Cajuns. Big ball game for the Cajuns. All of a sudden, Louisiana has turned it around 38-18. I looked, I could not find why James Blackman for Arkansas State did not play. Remember, Arkansas State gave away a 19-7 lead last week against Southern Miss, who came from behind to win 20-19. And here, Louisiana all of a sudden has settled on Ben Wooldridge. Uh, he did not start the game a few weeks ago against South Alabama. He did finish it up, led them on a long drive. I think it was 17 plays. They tied the game up. But South Alabama kicks a game-winning field goal. They only had like about 42 seconds left, but they were able to get in position uh, for Diego Guajardo. But... Since then, the Cajuns have won a couple in a row. They went to Marshall and beat kind of this up-and-down roller coaster Marshall team, 23-13. Uh, and then they routed Arkansas State as uh, Wooldridge ties the school record with five touchdowns, 21 of uh, 34 for 316 yards and five touchdowns. But really, I think the big story in this game was Jacob Bernard. 
the, uh, the little slot wide receiver, four catches, 54 yards coming into the game in his career, or at least this season, and maybe even maybe even this season. Now, Jacob Bernard was a big story of the game, had four catches, 54 yards coming into the game this season. He had five catches, 97 yards, and a touchdown in the game. Uh, and then the Cajuns, the Cajuns just uh, could not be stopped. Arkansas State had all kinds of issues. Uh, defensively, special teams. It was an ugly game uh, for Butch Jones' uh, crew as uh, the Cajuns won uh, rather easily. Statistics uh, show it to be that way. I mean, 522 yards to 271 yards. Third down efficiency, 10 of 18 for the Cajuns, 1 of 1 on fourth down. And Arkansas State was 0 of 11 on a third down. So, that tells you it was real. I'm not even sure it was as close as this 38 to 18 uh, score would indicate. I believe Arkansas State did get a, a scoop and score at the end of the ball game to make a 38 to 12 game, 38 to 18. So all of a sudden the Cajuns. Remember everybody saying that the you know the sky was falling because they lost a couple of close games to ULM and to South Alabama. But even I was saying, look, I mean, they're not playing quite as good as they were last year, and I'm not sure anybody would think that they were going to based on the quarterback leaving, the running backs leaving, the coaches leaving, the assistant coaches leaving. And I'm, I'm not exactly sure that anyone thought they were going to win 10 games this year. And they lost two games, one on the road to ULM and one at home to South Alabama by like seven points. And so, you know, now all of a sudden they've won a couple in a row. They are four and three overall and two and two uh, in the conference. It appears Mike Desimo has uh, straightened things out over there. And you get one nice win. As I mentioned earlier, I think when it was South Alabama and um, Cajuns week, you got to pick one quarterback. You just have to go with one quarterback. Playing the hot hand isn't going to work. You got to play, and especially if they're the same quarterback, right? Chandler Fields is a little bit smaller. Ben Woolridge is a little bit taller. But we're not doing anything different. Uh, you know, it's not an it's not a, a running quarterback versus a non-running quarterback. You're running the same plays, and so it takes time to get uh, in that rhythm, uh, whether it be in practice or in games. And Chandler Fields got a bad shoulder, but it would appear that Louisiana has their uh, quarterback uh, moving uh, forward. All right, thought Monroe would do a little bit better. Uh, last week they came into South Alabama and you know gave the Jaguars a run for their money. And yet it was all Army in the second half. Monroe actually leading 17-14 at half and couldn't get off the field defensively. Army scored on every second half possession. Six possessions, six scores, four touchdowns, two field goals. And if you know anything about Army, you know it always comes on the ground. They had 482 total yards. 441 of them were rushing. Army, by the way, are they 2-1 two, two and one against the Sun Belt this year? It's kind of an odd deal. Oh, no, they're one and one against the Sun Belt. And I still think they have uh, they still have Troy to go. So that'll be an interesting matchup. I think it's in. I think that matchup is in Alabama. It is. It's in Troy. That's going to be a fascinating ball game. It's in a couple of weeks. It's November, about three weeks, actually. Uh, it's uh, November the 11th. Uh, you're going to have the Troy defense versus that Army offense, and that is going to be absolutely fascinating. 
Uh, Army uh, one and one against the, uh, the Sun Belt. They uh, hammer ULM and they got beat at home uh, by Georgia State. But that'll be something to look forward to uh, later on uh, this season. That will be uh, fascinating. So uh, Chandler Rogers, let's see what he did. Uh, he was uh, not a bad ball game, 21 to 28, 164 yards, uh, two touchdowns and interception. But it was really the defense just could not get off the field in the second half. If you can't get a stop, you can't. You know, stop the bleeding, and you can't have a chance to come back. And, you know, Army's offense worked to uh, perfection. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll uh, come back. We still got Marshall, JMU to go over. Georgia Southern had a nice win, and Southern Miss also had a nice victory on uh, the road. This is Dave Schultz. You're listening to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. This week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field, for this week's thrilling moment, it has to be the ending of the Southern Miss-Texas State ballgame. Texas State trailing 13-7. Lane Hatcher for Texas State hits Ashton Hawkins' 74-yard touchdown, giving the Bobcats a 14-13 lead. Zach Wilkie, the freshman, comes back. For Southern Miss, connects with Chandler Pittman for 53 yards and the game-winning score as Southern Miss comes from ahead, as I like to say, to defeat Texas State 20-14. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. All right, welcome back to a Locked On Sunbelt, the uh, Monday episode. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Uh, we went over the Cajuns, 38-18 to 18 win over Arkansas State. Still going to try and figure out what happened to James Blackman, who did not play for the Red Wolves. Army over UL Monroe rather easily, 48-24. Uh, and, of course, earlier in the week, App State uh, beats Georgia State, 42-17. And uh, Troy upends South Alabama's, I say season, but that's not really true, uh, and, uh, you know, stops what could have been a monster season. And yet we'll see if South Alabama uh, can recover. They get Arkansas State uh, this weekend. It was Troy 10, South Alabama 6. All right, elsewhere, how about Marshall? Marshall has been an absolute mess since they beat Notre Dame. They lost 3 of 4, and it hasn't been particularly pretty. You know, they lost to Bowling Green after Notre Dame, 34-31. They lost to Troy, 16-7. They beat Gardner-Webb, 38-7. And they lost to UL at home, 23-13. They catch a break with James Madison as a quarterback. How about this one? Starting quarterback, six-year QB, Todd Santeo is out. Redshirt freshman, Billy Atkins is in. Hmm. JMU averages almost 520 yards of offense. And they didn't even get half of that. Marshall held the Dukes, the number one ranked offense at the time, versus the number one ranked defense. As it turns out, Marshall held the Dukes to just 247 yards of offense. Marshall's uh, Kalen Laburn, <coughs> 150 yards and two uh, touchdowns in a really impressive Marshall 26-12 win, JMU 0 for 17 on third down. 0 for 17 on third down. Not going to win too many games when you do that. All right, Georgia Southern uh, taking on ODU. ODU had the big win over Coastal Carolina 
a couple weeks ago. Georgia Southern 28-23, uh, your final in Norfolk. Kyle Van Treese was 22 of 2792 yards and a touchdown. Jalen White for uh, Georgia Southern 30 carries 138 yards and a touchdown. Gerald Green with two scores on the ground. Uh, for uh, the Eagles, but uh, it was really a, a very good ball game. But the biggest play comes from the Georgia Southern uh, defense. ODU pulls within 21-13 on a field goal late third quarter. Then they force a Georgia Southern three and out. A bad snap, and the punter just decided, I don't have time to punt it. I'm going to run with it. Gets tackled. ODU ends up first and 10 on the Georgia Southern 16. Georgia Southern forces a three and out. Monarchs don't even get a first down. They have to settle for a field goal. So instead of the potential tying score, all they can do is kick a field goal and pull within 21-16. The next two Eagle drives, 13 plays, touchdown, and they ran off about four and a half minutes, 11 plays. Uh, They did give ODU the ball back with 31 seconds, but not nearly enough time uh, to get back uh, into it. So a really nice win for Georgia Southern uh, on the road against ODU, 28-23. When it felt like the, the, the game was about to turn, Georgia Southern stopped it. It could have very easily been, say they don't even get the, say they don't even get the two-point conversion, you could have been going from 21-10, kicking a field goal, 21-13, to 21-19, and now we got a ball game. Instead, it's 21-16, we got a little breathing room, we're still up by more than three points. Uh, so a good job by the Georgia Southern defense, uh, as the Eagles are more known for their offense. All right, uh, this was going to be a tough ball game. Texas State uh, had played well a couple of weeks ago against App State. Uh, they gave Troy all they could handle. 17-14, you know, they scored a couple of touchdowns. The Jaguars didn't do it, and that was on the road in Troy. So I thought Texas State would do a little bit better against Southern Miss, although Will Hall's bunch is playing really well. Southern Miss actually favored in this ball game by two and a half, point, uh, by two and a half points. And... They had the lead late fourth quarter, 13 uh, to 7. And then we had an amazing finish. With two minutes and 14 seconds left, Texas State had the ball on their own 15-yard line. They get one first down, and on third and 10 on the next series, Lane Hatcher hits Ashton Hawkins for a 74-yard touchdown, 74-yard touchdown pass, and that makes it 17-13. That makes it 14-13 Texas State. All of a minute 21 to go. Southern Miss actually gets it with a minute 17 to go after the kickoff. And then Zach Wilkie does his magic. He completes a touchdown pass for 53 yards to Chandler Pittman. And Southern Miss hangs on as, you know, Texas State got the ball back with 32 seconds left to go. You can't do much uh, at that point in time. Lane Hatcher was intercepted with six seconds left to go. But what a come-from-ahead victory for Will Hall's bunch. 20-14 to 14 over Texas State. And really a, ni- a couple nice wins uh, for Southern Miss after uh, losing uh, to Troy uh, a few weeks ago. All right, so let's check out the standings. Let's start out in the West. Troy uh, in control. Actually, by more than a couple of games. They've played five. South Alabama's only played three. Troy, four and one in the West. They actually did get three AP votes today. So, or, you know, came out on Sunday that Troy did get, uh, you know, also receiving votes. Troy 
Got three of them. Troy, six and two overall. South Alabama, two and one in the conference, five and two overall. Southern Miss, two and one in the conference. They're four and three overall. Cajuns, back to two and two, even up their record with a couple of wins in a row and four and three overall. Texas State drops to one and three in the conference, three and five. Uh, overall, Monroe drops to two and six overall, one and three in the conference. Arkansas State, one and four, two and six. Overall, over in uh, the East, Coastal Carolina uh, back on top three and one in the conference, six and one overall. Old Dominion, their first loss in the conference. They're two and one in the conference, but three and four overall. James Madison all of a sudden has lost two in a row. They're three and two in the conference, five and two overall. Georgia Southern, two and two, five and three overall. App State, two and two, four and three overall. Marshall gets their first Sunbelt victory, period. One and two uh, in the conference, four and three overall. Georgia State drops to one and two and two and five overall. Okay, let's take a break. We do have Josh Botwell from the Troy Messenger. He will talk uh, Trojans uh, and South Alabama and John Summerall as well, uh, bringing a little bit of an attitude uh, to the Troy Trojans uh, sidelines. This is Dave Schultz, and you're listening to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try SweatBlock. SweatBlock was created by a doctor to help his own excessive sweating. It is doctor created and doctor recommended. SweatBlock gives you the confidence to wear what you want without embarrassing underarm sweat. SweatBlock wipes are a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's for a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try SweatBlock. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at SweatBlock.com. Also available at Amazon. Welcome back to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, Dave Schultz uh, being joined by Troy Trojans beat writer for the Troy Messenger. He is Josh Aboutwell. Josh, if I told you Troy was going to score 10 points against the South Alabama Jaguars on Thursday night, what would your reaction been? Do you think they would have won or lost the game? I would have definitely said that that was probably a loss and probably not a great experience for Troy. <laughs> and then yet, how did they keep South Alabama off of the board, not being able to score a touchdown? You know, this defense has just been the heart and soul of this team. And we knew coming in that was going to be the case. Um, I think uh, just the, the pass rush especially has been something that has really helped this defense be as dominant it has, as it has been at times. Uh, let's talk about the the coach John Summerall, uh, new coach. At, you know, I was even reading that you know they got a lot of talent, including Mobile's own, uh, you know, Carlton Marshall. What has he done to take you know basically the same group of guys and you know make them bowl bound before November? You know, it's really been a mentality more so than anything else. It's something we've talked about all year um, coming in, and uh, Summerall has talked about coming in was that. Um, you know, you saw in the last few years when something would go wrong, it would just kind of snowball and it would just keep going and keep going. And this year, even from the first game on, anytime you saw bad things happen or, or negative plays, things of that nature, and rather than just letting it snowball and get out of control, you've seen this mantra that they've taken on, which is now, uh, so what, now what? And they've really taken that to heart. And also, um, they really went out of the way to to recruit some uh, JUCO guys that have helped on the depth on the offensive line for for sure, and then also brought in some other transfers like Rajay Johnson that have been able to make an impact this year. Talk to us about the quarterback situation because they seem to have a two quarterback situation just like uh, Louisiana did, uh, and they've settled maybe due to injury on one, and they've won 
a couple in a row. Uh, what was the reason for changing the quarterback against South Alabama on Thursday? Yeah, well, um, you know, Gunner got the start last week. Um, he'd come back from injury, and then Daggy, uh, Jerry Daggy, replaced him uh, further on in the game and kind of won the game. And then this week, I think Daggy uh, he earned that win with the way he played the previous week. Um, and he, the offense was just kind of sputtering with uh, with Daggy in the game. He seemed to be struggling a little bit. And Gunner was able to move the ball a lot more. And we saw them kind of closing out the game with the running game. I think I just think that Gunner has a better grasp with offense. You know, Daggy's only been here since um, mid August around there. Um, and I think the way he's been able to grab a hold of the offense system is pretty impressive just with the limited time he's been here. But Gunner just seems like to me he just has the better grasp on the offense. I think we'll probably see more Gunner going forward. Well, one of the bigger plays was after the uh was after the Jaguars cut it to uh seven to six. And, you know, uh Gunner is in the football game, and instead of you know giving the ball back. They actually, you know, got a big play. First play was 36 yards to Tess Johnson and, you know, big field goal making it out of four point ball game. It eventually led to that field goal. Yeah, for sure. And um, that throw was probably one of the better throws he's made all year. I mean, it was really about as perfect as you get. And then, you know, Brooks boost has been, he's been clutch all year long and, just him being able to come for come through and make those plays like that has been big all year, and it obviously was huge this week. Talking to Josh Boutwell from uh, the Troy Messenger uh, about the uh, Troy uh, Trojans. All right, who else has stepped up? We know about Carlton Marshall. Who on the other than that? Because the defensive line is very good. Craig Stevenson, the South Alabama beat writer for AL.com, mentioned that you know the Jaguars got their guys in open space, but they didn't make too many guys miss. Like. Troy did a really good job of tackling uh, when they had the opportunity. Yeah, that's big. The big thing of the linebackers in this team, really, they're all sure tacklers. You know, Carlton Marshall is probably one of the best tacklers in the country. And you can see that he's, you know, I think about 40 tackles away from breaking the NCAA record for uh, career tackles. Um, the, the depth on this defense is really kind of one of the more impressive things. They've had injuries at almost really at every level on the defense, and it has not slowed them down at all. The defensive line has been as good as I've seen at Troy in my five or six years covering Troy. Um, TJ Jackson is a guy that has played inside most of his career um, and got moved outside by this coaching staff, and he has absolutely reaped the benefits uh, for that. He's leading the Sun Belt in tackles for loss. I think he's either one or two in sacks. He's been extremely impressive. Um, but it's just that depth more so than anything that's, that's really – help this defense for sure and then looking ahead i know coaches don't like to do this but it does appear that troy we'll see what happens in a couple weeks they finally get an off week they will be at louisiana louisiana has won a couple in a row they host army army seems to be an unofficial member of the Sun Belt. that's at least three games that they're playing against the Sun Belt, and then they host ulm and at arkansas state good shot that troy is going to be favored in all of those games. And all of a sudden, John Summerall's got his Troy Trojans playing in the Sunbelt Championship game. Still a shot that they could actually end up hosting it. Yeah, for sure. I don't think uh, anyone coming in probably expected this in year one, especially with all the struggles we saw in the past two years. Um, but that's what the things uh, that he talks about, uh, the rat poison. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about too much, but you know, we have the benefit of being able to do that. And I think for sure they're probably going to be favored 
in all, almost all games, possibly all games. Um, and I think the big thing for them is keeping that mindset of just looking at what's ahead of them, which they have had all year. I think um, – but the possibility of making it to the Sun Belt Championship, like I said, was, I think, unthinkable for most people coming in. But uh, that's been – championship is what they've talked about since the summer. And and what about all of the, the national exposure? Troy's been on national TV a couple of times. Has anyone mentioned how you can take advantage of that? I actually asked that question all last week, and I think South Alabama ended up, you know, stubbing their toe a little bit, not only on the field. It'd be one thing if they lost 35-28 or, you know, 35-31 or something like that and put a good, you know, show on the field. And then, you know, concessions and people were in line and had issues with a packed stadium because they're, they're not used to it. Uh, has anybody discussed on how – the league or, you know, individual teams can take advantage of the national exposure they're getting? Yeah, I know the Sunbelt talks about it a lot. You know, they kind of tout their relationship with ESPN. And and anytime you have two of your better teams on national TV, it's a big thing, especially for recruit, recruiting. I think, you know, that's one thing that Summerall really doesn't pay attention to, to that very much. And I think he said last week that he didn't even realize that it was going to be on ESPNU <laughs> until someone told him at the press conference to start the week. But, um, yeah, he talks about the recruiting aspect of it and people seeing Troy more. And uh, when you see the last few years, when any time you heard about Troy, it wasn't really positive. And now mostly what you're hearing for, about Troy is positive. And seeing them on TV like that is definitely helping recruiting. We're talking to Josh Botwell from uh, the Troy Messenger. Uh, has Coach discussed on what they're doing with uh, the off week? A lot of teams do practice uh, some during the off week. It kind of is normal with, you know, maybe the end of the week being different. But Troy has not had an off week since the beginning of camp, you know, at the end of July and the, the beginning of August. So we're running on three months here. Uh, how much time off is he planning on uh, giving them before they get ready to take on uh, the Cajuns November 5th? Yeah, he, he's talked a lot about uh, being uh, smart, tough, and not dumb, tough. And I think we're going to see probably more rest this week than maybe they've had all, uh, all year. They, they, they really want to get healthy, and that's been a big thing because there's a, a laundry list of guys that are injured on both offensive defense right now, and the major thing for them is trying to get as many of those guys healthy as possible. Who are some of those key guys? Did he mention? Yeah, so Jabri Barber is uh, one of the big guys right now. Um, he's one of Troy's better players. He injured, injured his ankle. And I think the hope is that he'll be close to returning by the time we get back from the bye week. Um, also on defense, uh, Jay McDonald, linebacker, Luis Medina, defensive lineman. They both have leg injuries, and um, they're hoping to get those guys back. Uh, also, um, DeAndre Lewis, who's a tight end and was available – against South, but I didn't didn't see much in the game. And I think by the time we get back from the bye week, I think he'll be definitely ready to go. And also Caleb Bransaw, who's been out with a head injury since, uh, I believe, three weeks ago. And uh, I think he'll probably be back in time for the next game. A few more questions for Josh Botwell from the Troy Messenger. I want to go back to the quarterback situation with uh, Jarrett uh, Dagey and, and Gunner. Uh, is he going to just play the hot hand or do you think he will settle on one quarterback uh, moving forward? Because uh, coincident or not, Diggy came out after he threw an interception against the Jaguars. Yeah, um, I think more more than likely he'll try to settle on one. He's talked in the past about not really wanting to be kind of a two-quarterback guy. Um, I think both were just playing so well the past several weeks that he kind of wanted to go with the hot hand. But for sure, I think it's eventually going to settle down to one guy, which in my opinion is Gunnar Watson. 
Do you get a, an off week as well with the, uh, the the Trojans not playing, or what are you writing about uh, Troy this week uh, that people can check out in the Troy Messenger? No, I never get an off week. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, be, <laughs> we'll probably primarily be doing some some feature stories on on some of the players this week. I mean, were you at the stadium? You were on the, at the stadium on Saturday. What were you doing at the stadium on Saturday? <laughs> uh, there was a, a band, uh, a, a, like a band contest, and I, one of my cousins was in it. So I was just taking oh. pictures for her. <laughs> Got it. Got it. All right. You looked miserable, though. Come on. <laughs> Posted yeah, a picture yeah. of himself. No, no Troy this Saturday yet. He's still at the vet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just – it's just me playing around, you know. That that's I talk about this all the time. I get paid to watch football, so there, there's nothing right, better than that. right, right. He's <laughs> Josh uh, Boutwell from uh, the Troy Messenger. Really appreciate your time, Josh. Thanks for hopping on Locked On Sun Belt, and we'll continue to follow you and the Troy Trojans. Appreciate your time. It's my pleasure. Anytime. All right. Thanks very much for tuning in to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt. We will be back uh, on Tuesday with another one. We're going to start doing probably in November, maybe later this week. I got to count it out. I went to Sunbelt Media Days for basketball uh, last week and talked to, I think, 11 out of 14 coaches and a couple of players. And so I want to start to do that. We'll start to preview uh, the college basketball season. Uh, we have another couple weeks for that to happen. So uh, maybe we'll start to do that either at the end of this week or beginning of next. I will have to map it out. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Dave Schultz, and you've been listening to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day.